if you are looking at mobile home parks and you've never done one, I want to encourage you to come so that get your feet wet in either just the unit or the home and land. So now you have some experience and credibility for whenever you go to buy a park, you're not just this green investor, oh, I've never done a park. That may not look good on a bank and a syndication and collecting money from your investors mm -hmm. that way. Well, here, now I have some proof of concept and a smaller deal. If you mess up, you mess up in a smaller deal, not the real big stuff. So we're gonna dive into that and like I said it's gonna be all day. I'm looking forward to it. You're listening to The Azria Show. If you're looking for quality real estate investing information that you can trust, you've found it. Stay tuned and join the tens of thousands of members that have already benefited from Azria, your home for education, market information, support, and networking opportunities that will advance your real estate investing career. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Azria Show. I am your host, Marcus Maloney, and we have our co-host and executive director, Mike Delpreet, with us on today. Hello, hello. Welcome. Hey, thanks, Mike. Thanks for welcoming everybody. We want to make sure that we bring a comprehensive approach to you guys in regards to real estate investing, right? So we talk about wholesaling. We talk about fix and flipping. We talk about um, apartment investing syndications. Well, today we have Adrian Smood, who is a mobile home investor who hails from Central Florida. He got started in 2002, so he has over two decades of experience. And if you are watching the Zoom, the YouTube, you can see what he invests in in the background. So it's not diamonds, it's not rubies, but <laughs> it makes passive income, right? <laughs> So, Adrian, man, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I am fantastic. I'm excited to be here. All right. So give us your background, man. How did you get started in real estate? Because I know in 2002, you went through some challenges, some real estate challenges. Share with the audience what happened. There. Well, I started out as a tenant. Like most of us are a tenant at some point in our life. And I was a really bad tenant. Like you don't want to rent a 20-year-old Adrian because uh, we had parties. We had uh, pudding wrestling parties spaghetti wrestling parties, mud wrestling parties. And these are all inside the house or the garage. Uh, we even parked a motorcycle oh, yeah. inside the house. Yeah, you guys were crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that led me to actually buy a house because we got evicted again and again. And then I said, I'm just going to buy a house. I met a mortgage broker. He said, it's easy. So I, that's what I did. Well, then I learned how bad it was for the landlord because I became the landlord. I also mm. lived for free because I rented out my rooms to those same friends that helped me get evicted. And I split my mortgage up amongst them. So I didn't have to pay a mortgage. So let me ask you this, Adrian. Did you guys throw uh, the same parties in your house as you did in the rentals? Not the exact same, but <laughs> we did throw some and I learned real quick why we were being evicted. I didn't understand it too there well. You go. There you go. The philosophy changed, right? From a tenant to an owner. So you just have to be, yeah, you got to be ready for that. So you, you got this house, right? And you have these tenants. Now you have to go to basically being the cop of the property. When you were back then, you were the quote unquote tenant criminal at the property. So what happened with that property? Well, I was living there for free. And at 20 years old, living for free, 
and not being underneath mom and dad's roof is pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. And pretty smart. Yeah. I mean, I, I was taking action. What I was advised to do, I, I took action. And then a few years later, I said, you know, I, I think I want to do this again. Now, back then, all I knew was the banks. So I went to the bank and they said, yeah, you can buy another house, but you're going to lose a little bit every month. And don't worry, two years from now, you'll just refinance. And they said, real estate goes straight up. Don't ever worry about it. Well, I bought mm -hmm. basically at the top. So I bought it and then real estate started coming down. I went to refinance. I couldn't. And I had an adjustable rate mortgage. So my oh. payment actually started going up. Went from losing a little bit every month to a little bit more. I eventually gave the home up as a short sale. And that was a big ding to my credit, my ego, but also mainly my integrity because I said okay. I was going to make these payments and I didn't. Gotcha. Gotcha. So that, okay. That, that's a, that's a, your statement holds true for the saying, don't take investment advice from those that make commissions. Mm, yeah. And those that are in the business, you know, like they were in the business of, yeah, commission, but also just selling me that. They didn't actually have yeah. rental property. Yeah. Yeah. And not investors, not investor, and they're making a commission. Just be Larry or cautious as to where they're coming from. Great yeah. point. So, yep. Yeah. Excellent point. So, you were, so you went through this turbulent time where you lost the property, you had your buddies as tenants and everything like that. How did you transition into mobile homes, man? How was that something? Well, let's just fast forward probably about a close to a decade. I'd bought a few single family houses. Again, I only knew the bank side. And mm -hmm. then I stumbled into a RIA. I fell in love with the speakers, educators, and all the networking. And that's really the first place I even heard of this mobile home thing. I had heard of them, but in a very bad stigma. They're hurricane okay. missiles. You don't live in them. They're trailer trash. All the bad stigmas. Hur I didn't hear hurricane missiles. <laughs> That's a good one. We got lots of fun words. We'll, terms we'll use here. <laughs> I'm writing it down. I'm, I'm doing a, a post right now saying podcasting a podcast show on aluminum castles. Man, I love these. Was it hurricane? What is it? Hurricane, hurricane, hurricane tornado missiles. missiles. You know, yeah. uh, tornado magnets. But you know, but making fun of all this, we'll get to why it's funny. But it can be profitable because if people only want to believe the stereotypes, they're never going to invest in them. And if you right. get educated on them, you understand it's just a joke. It has a little mm -hmm. bit of truth to it because, yeah. yeah, they're not as strong, but that just means they get a better return. And if we do the right things, they can be very profitable. Right. You know, so I'm in central Florida. I'm not sure if we mentioned that. I'm in between Tampa and Orlando is where I do all my business in a little town called Plant City. Some people probably heard of Lakeland. It usually hits the bigger uh, newspaper. Yep. Lakeland. Mm -hmm. Well, that's where my properties are. So we have hurricanes passing all the time. Yes, it's a risk, but if we do it all the right way, it's not as big of a risk. So if I can do it and everyone else can do it in Florida, you can do it anywhere else in the country. Because the argument mm -hmm. is that they're so unsafe with hurricanes and tornadoes. So, tell us so about I, started, I was going to say, I started transitioning the whole business over to the, the mobile homes because I learned about it at the RIA. I went and bought my first one, someone I met at the RIA. Jessica. And she's like, look, my broker has someone that needs to sell their mobile home. Do you want to go look at it? I said, sure. So I went and looked at it. And that's how I actually found the first mobile home I ever bought. Okay. So you didn't know anything about the numbers, what to look for, what not to look for. Is it a fix to the ground? Is it, is it not? You just knew I wanted to get into investing and I'm going to do this mobile home. 
Yeah, that short sale I, I glossed over uh, in our conversation was not a gloss over in my mind. It held me back for a little bit, slightly, but it was that ego thing that I didn't want to be wrong again. It just kept behind my head, always kind of like there. So I became a very conservative investor. And people okay. usually challenge me when they see the beautiful trailer behind me and say, that's not conservative. Well, I'm conservative right. on numbers, the spreadsheet. Okay. And so I'm very conservative on this because, well, if you're watching the YouTube replay, it came with most of its sighting. I bought it the right numbers. And that once we do that and we have all of our risk built in, it works. That's where I learned about the idea of mobile homes, but there wasn't any education I could find out there. I learned a lot about everything you mentioned at the beginning, lease options, fix and flip, rentals. I learned the different topics that you can do all of that within the mobile home space, but I didn't have education on actual mobile homes. Okay. So when you're buying this first mobile home, so as me being a new investor into mobile home investing, what should I look for? Or what's any red flags that would tell me, not to invest in this mobile home versus the one up the street? Well, I can't think of anything that would completely stop me. Everything that comes up that's a red flag, I just got to get paid more. I got to have a bigger okay. profit every single time. But some items, some big ones are, does it have a, a title? So we talk about title in the title company world. The attorneys take care of the title. But mobile homes are a vehicle as well. So the mobile mm -hmm. home has its title and then the land has its title. Usually we hire someone to do all that research for it. So we have two different things we're talking about. Well, if the home itself doesn't have a, a title and you can't get a hold of it, you could still buy it, but you do risk Mike coming along and saying, hey, I actually own that. Right. Mm -hmm. and maybe he really does. And now you're out. I have purchased them that way, but we got to make sure they're old enough that I Mike can't even legally move it. So then I don't really okay. have a risk. I just tell Mike, well, okay, well, it's yours, but I'm going to charge you to keep it here. You know, there's different strategies for it, but that would be a pretty big risk. If they can't produce that title somehow, and there's different ways to get it, I would be a little more cautious and I want a lot more uh, profit built in because I have higher risk. Okay. Can, can you let the listeners know, like you said, mobile homes are cars or vehicles. You go to the motor vehicle department. And then you have the land, which you have title and everything. And obviously you can buy them on land with the, at, at motor, as a car, or you can put them together. Can you walk us through that process? And once you do that, do you prefer buying them before or after the process is done? So we can buy it where almost think of it as a single unit mobile home park where you own the land and then you own the home. They're two separate items. Okay. And I am a lazier investor. I don't like to keep up with two different uh, worlds there. So mm -hmm. I combine them and it's not just physically. So we have straps that physically tie it down. So the hurricanes don't blow it away and everything, but this is a paperwork wise. It becomes one okay. unit. And I hire my tire title company to do that. That's what they get paid for. They're way better than me. I could go through the, the paperwork process, but we get rid of the title, the piece of paper that you have for your car that, Mm -hmm. title we get rid of that for the home the trailer portion of it gotcha and so you'll read through all your legal description all the different turns and 300 feet from this and that also with 1972 vin blah 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 so it basically puts it in that legal description right there and makes it one then we don't yeah. have to renew our tag every single year we have, we now we're going to pay some property taxes. Our property taxes are going to go up a little bit because we don't have vacant land anymore. So you, you mm -hmm. get to kind of make your decision. Yes, my property taxes would be lower, 
but then I'd have to keep up that paperwork and legally I can't be the same owner. I don't play games at all. The back and forth of that. I just combined them, pay my property taxes and I don't have to renew that tag every single year. Okay. Got it. So in Phoenix, we call that like in a fixture. Is there different names in different cities and states or is it always the same? Yeah. So we call it a uh, retire the title. RP is uh, the main way that we, call it in Florida, fixing the fixtures. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I've heard it that way. It's just like lot rent is sometimes called space rent. Every part of the country is a little bit different terminology, but it's essentially the same thing. Okay. Now you were mentioning, you know, the different years of the trailer. Does that make a difference if I buy a trailer from 1960 versus a trailer that's 1989? Of course, there's definitely, the, there's a one big year that you want to write down within the mobile home space. It's June 15th, 1976. That is okay, not the birth is year important? of mobile homes. That is the right. year that, it's not my birthday either. Um, <laughs> that is the year that the federal government got involved, HUD, and basically said, we're going to have a standard for mobile homes. Now, you like the government or not, I think this is a good one that they jumped in because before it was kind of a wild, wild west. They made them out of toothpicks. So they basically made, look, we're going to have a standard. People are living in these full time. They're not just hooking them behind their car anymore right. around the country. So they got rid of the aluminum wiring and they made them a lot better structures. And so okay. banks, we don't have time to talk all about banks. That's a big job. But banks will not finance past that year. That is a big year in the whole world because you, you have less options when they're older. I buy mm -hmm. them because I can get better cash flow because there's less options for people yep. because then they become okay. a cash flow item. So Newer than that, you can still fix and flip them, but uh, you can technically fix and flip them there. So we're going to go down the rabbit hole. Of, now you have to own our finance. There's a lot of different exit strategies within it, but that is your big year to make sure you wrote down June 15th, 1976. Okay. Got it. So June 15th, 1976, my, my mobile home is built in 1989. I own the mobile home, but I don't own the land that it's sitting on. It's a it's an acre of land that's not owned by me. I just own the mobile home. How do you structure a deal like that if somebody come, comes across that? So in that case, you essentially have a single unit mobile home park that you are paying lot rent every single month to the owner of the land. Mm -hmm. If you're going to buy just that home, I want to now know, will the owner of the dirt allow me to rent there? Because okay. they make the rules. They could just say, you know, Marcus, you're out. We're not going to rent you anymore. Gotcha. Uh, and now you're kind of hurt and in, in trouble. So I want to know that they're going to resign a lease with me. I want to know all their terms are, what they're looking for, because we're probably not going to live in it. We're probably going to rent it out because we're investors. Mm -hmm. Now, are they even going to allow us to rent it out? Because they get to make the rules. When they own that gotcha. dirt, they really make the rules and they have their application process. So what is it? Maybe they have a really strong, maybe it's an 800 credit score, which is going to disqualify okay. a lot of people. I want to know what they're really looking for so that now I have to pass that on to the person that's going to move in there. Okay. And we're going so, to just want to repeat Richard, from what we said earlier, it's only the mobile home then. So they're only right. going to get the mobile home title, no land title. It's just a car title. 
So the DMV. Okay. Any questions, Mike? Yeah, I think this is a good time to maybe segue into that. I know you're briefly, briefly telling us about the three different types of mobile homes you can invest yep. in. Yeah. So we have what we just talked about. You own just the home, the aluminum castle. Mm -hmm. Now, that can be on that one acre of land that you just mentioned, and that's the only one there. Or it can be in the full mobile home park. There could be 300 more units there, and you are renting that space. These are excellent return on your investment. They're recession resistant, but you lose that control because the manager makes all the rules. Now, you can do that. You can also own the mobile home park. There's two main ways to run the mobile home park. You can own everything, all the homes, the land, absolutely everything. You own a flat apartment complex, or you can own just the dirt and someone pays that lot rent every month. You own a big parking lot. Of course, you can own a combination of the two. These are still really good return on our investments. Not as high, but they've gotten really popular and really competitive. The big boys and girls, the REITs and hedge funds got into this space years ago. They're syndicating them. Uh, just like apartment complexes, they don't even stop at 100 units now. I'm seeing them syndicate all the way down to 50 units. So that means wow. they have cheaper money than most of us. So it's a mm -hmm. lot more competition. But I don't have that in my vision anymore to buy. I like to stick in the single unit, which can be a single wide, double wide, but just one unit, one mobile home and the dirt. So I like to buy the home and dirt. I get the great ROI. I get the control of the land. And I get to rent it out and make all the rules. Okay. Wonderful. So what about your, your tenant base? Because I'm looking at that trailer behind you. And guys, if you're not, if you're not looking at this on YouTube, you probably need to go over there and take go to YouTube and take a look at this because who would you rent? Who would rent that? Because immediately. And I may be biased or something like that, but I'm thinking of somebody that's possibly cooking meth in the backyard or, or something like that. The tenant dynamics, because people always hear about the A, B, and C class. What class of tenant are you putting in those and how much hassle is it? Well, we can have A, B, and C class tenants. It's the okay. location more than it's the structure. So we can all pick out apartments, concrete block homes, wood frame homes that are all in really good areas and really bad areas. Mobile homes are the same way. Okay. So they get that stigma that you were talking about. I'll go ahead and say it, the trailer trash, hillbilly, all those stereotypes that movies make mm -hmm. fun of. It. And it's fun to poke fun of it. But that's not everyone that lives there. Most okay. people that live in our properties are blue collar, handy men and handy women. We're talking the electrician, the plumber, the AC tech, the roofer. They go in, they take pride in their home that they live in. Now, gotcha. that's not everyone. Believe it or not, mm -hmm. we get white collar that live there. Now, people always push back there. Like, okay, well, the other portion is the trailer track. We just had someone move in one of our properties. So three bedroom, two bath, a quarter acre of land, fenced yard, fresh out of college, IT. He works from home, making 75K a year. It's starting out. Ooh. That's white collar work. He yeah. wanted a nice place for him to live. Quiet neighborhood, just everything we would look for. So it's the location. And of course, it's how we fix it up. If I were to leave this wow. one just like it is, yeah, I'm probably going to attract a not so good tenant. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So so like with, like with that one behind you, Adrian, mm -hmm. so what would you do kind of like fixing and flipping? Can you redo the siding? Do you redo the roof? Is there certain things you want to look for on a roof? If it was just retard or re-rubbered, 
kind of walk us through that. If somebody was to buy a junker and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to turn this thing around and get higher rents because I did X, Y, and Z to it. I like to let the property tell me what I'm going to do to it. So this one in particular that's behind me is a 1962 single wide on a quarter acre of land. And it's not in great condition. I bought it with mm -hmm. most of its siding. We decided because of the older structure and because of the neighborhood it's in, we weren't going to fix it all up perfect. We reused the cabinets in it that were okay. We were very mm -hmm. fortunate the roof was not leaking. If the roof was leaking in this, I probably would have had scrapped the home because okay. no home likes water. Well, mobile yeah, homes, right. like they literally start melting, those older ones, whenever mm -hmm. they really get wet. I've been in them and I've seen the walls just wavy because mm -hmm. the water let the water uh, run inside. That's why we were able to save this one. Yes, we can completely redo all the siding in it. Uh, it sits on a metal frame. The trailer portion of it is a metal frame. Mm -hmm. Besides that, think of a wood frame home. You got your subfloor there. You have a crawl space underneath it. Your AC ducts can run underneath there. You can just put window shakers in it. You can redo these in any manner. My good buddy, Mark Bracey, he fix and flips these. And when you look at just the inside of his homes, you would swear is a single family house. He does all the same, whatever's in trend right then. The agreeable gray, mm -hmm. the nice curved bathtubs. He moves walls around. It's actually easier for us to move walls around because we don't have all those load bearing walls. And you can do right. all of the cool stuff. I'm more on the fix and rent side of it. So I like, all right, well, what's the most efficient here that we can get this as a rental? This one I kept as a lower end rental. And I have some though that all the way up into $2,100 rent space. We're wow. texturing, we're replacing, when we have a wall damage, we replace it with drywall. You can do okay. the same things that you do in a home, in a mobile home. Yeah, in Phoenix, for for those uh, listening, I mean, Phoenix is huge on mobile homes. They're, they're, one, the mobile home parks are everywhere. That's just obvious. And mm -hmm. then two, there's mobile home subdivisions, what, exactly what Adrian's talking about, like right by the racetrack on 19th Avenue Greenway, or if you go down the Patch Junction, Mesa, there's all over, there's just communities where the, the subdivision is land with mobile homes specifically. So yeah. there's a lot of opportunity for those. Yeah, man, I'm excited. So what, what's some like, uh, throw some cash flow numbers, right? Like that's exciting, right? So like, what kind of cash flow do you usually make on average? Real quick before that, I want to make sure people do understand everything we were talking about, the structures and all that. Yeah. That's true. If you're buying just the unit on the rented land, it's true. If you're okay. buying the whole mobile home park, or it's true if you're buying individual units. So the mobile homes don't really change. So all of this that we're talking about, how it works, mm -hmm. the homes, okay. it's true for all three spaces. But So let's talk about some numbers. Let's talk about this one here. I like to break numbers up into those 1960s and 70s. Remember that special year? Okay. I, yeah. I go all the way through the, all the 70s. And those, I want higher cash flow. So this one for simple math, the sake of time, we bought it for $7,500. That was a home and land. Mm -hmm. But wow. obviously it needed a ton of work. We're all in about $20,000, a little bit less than that. And we rented it for $700 a month. Wow. That is not an uncommon deal. I've done multiple of those. And let's just say it was even $25,000 a month. You don't need a calculator. That, that's pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Even if it's a little bit less rent, it, it's still, it's really good. And they're, they're, when you do your numbers right, they're pretty forgiving. If you find an oops, you open up that wall and all of a sudden that water damage cancer spread through the whole wall. Well, you got to put some more money in it, but 
Maybe your ROI went from 30% to 27%, or maybe it went down to 19. It's still great. Mm -hmm. Now, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was wondering, are people you work with, are is this like a virtual thing you can do too? Is like, do you do in multiple cities or should you be? And, and my other part is, do you have property managers? So virtual and property managers. So you, can, of course, you can do it virtual. You don't have to live by the properties. I chose to stay really close to home. And it's partially because I'm in a really busy area that we have tons of, not just mobile homes, but housing. We have tons of demand. So I stick there. I got friends around the country and students around the country that have to go further because their neighbor's two hours away. So they can't yeah. stick to one little tight area. So, but you can invest across the country uh, in them. Do I use property management? I actually love property management. I don't believe most investors do. I love it. So we do it all in house. Okay. Now, I do have, because I know the next question is property management, these old trailers and houses. How do you do it differently? Well, we have the same system if it's a house or it's a mobile home. Now, we have a few houses that I rent from the owner long-term and then I have the right to re-rent them out. So that's why I do have some houses that way. It's not the big part of the business, but it, it came to me. Yeah, and, okay. But we manage all that the same way. And I will say that those tenants were actually a little bit more hassle because we inherited them in the mm -hmm. area that those homes are in versus the mobile homes. So again, it's the area and the expectations if you want to get to the management side of it. But you can do all this virtually. If you are, obviously you want a good property manager. And I would okay. vet them a little bit more. You know, how they manage a mobile home. And the reason that's important is because they need to know the right contractor to hire. It's yeah. not that different or that difficult, but if you've never done it, it is different. And people tend to mess it up if they don't mm -hmm. understand it. So yeah, real estate's real estate. So whether it's a house, multifamily, mobile home, same concepts of how you enter the deal, exit the deal. Um, this is exciting, man. I, I'm really liking these mobile homes. So, Marcus, any questions so far? No, I was just gonna, I was just going to say, you know, if we wanted to learn more, because I know you're coming in town, correct? Yes, sir. So you guys are definitely interested in what Adrian is talking about. Uh, Mike, you want to share with the guest on how they can meet with Adrian so they can go over it, dig in a little deeper. Cause I know we're only, we only have 20, 30 minutes here. You're not going to make a decision on the invest in mobile homes just in this podcast, but we we're bringing Adrian in so you can really dig into the nuts and bolts on how to do this because not everybody have here in this market four or $500,000 to go and buy a property and do a rental. So what are some lower end properties where you can still get great cash flow? There you go. So our monthly meeting, the Phoenix monthly meeting is always on the second Monday of the month. Adrian's coming out uh, here, coming up in September. So September 11th at in Scottsdale, uh, venue 8600. Uh, come network, come meet our business associates, build your real estate team, um, and come see uh, Adrian for our educational portion. Uh, and that's going to be Wheels of Fortune is the concept or is the name of your presentation, right? So it'll be about, about an hour. So you're going to do that Monday, September 11th. And then the next day, he's going to do the same presentation, except for our Tucson chapter, Tuesday, September 12th at the Tucson Association of Realtors. So on Monday and Tuesday, the presentation of Wheels of Fortune, what's that about? What are they going to learn when they come see you? I love we're, going to bust, we're going to bust even more myths than we already did today, because okay. we got to get okay. through that for people to even say, okay, now I'm ready to understand them. We're going to go through some case studies. 
we're going to talk about some newer mobile homes. We talked a little more focused today about those 60s and 70s. So we'll do talk about some 80s and newer and a little bit of financing. But we're going to touch on a little bit of the different topics that fit on all three types of mobile home investing. The home that's in a park, the home and land, and the mobile home park. Perfect. So in in and here at Ezria, we have a lot of members that invest in mobiles all around all around the state. So I'm going to make sure they're at these meetings. I'm going to pick up the phone and call them personally and make sure they're. So if you're new to the mobile home world or in investing, and not only will you have Adrian, you're going to actually get to meet people that are actually doing it here in Phoenix. So what what happened? another? Hey, I want to quickly plug yeah. there. If you're yeah. a wholesaler, you need to come to learn about it, to understand how to wholesale and to meet those investors to know who to wholesale them to. True. Because I'll be sure, talking awesome. about my marketing. That's how I get most of my deals is by going to the RIA because no one seems to want to learn about it. Now they are because I'm teaching them. But that's how I get all my deals is at the RIA. Just bring me all the leads. Yeah, it's a whole nother product line for you to sell as a wholesaler, right? If you're Because low supply in, in single family houses and multi, if you're struggling to get a deal, it's a whole nother avenue you can learn about. And you're going to need to know how to run those numbers and see what a profitable deal is so you can lock it up correctly and assign it to the buyers. Great point. Thanks for bringing that up. So he, Adrian's going to spend the whole week with us. So then on uh, Wednesday here at the Central Phoenix office at the Ezria headquarters, Wednesday, September 13th, you're going to be doing, it's more intimate kind of networking, educational event laid back style get to know adrian from six to eight here in central phoenix and that one's the trailer trailers to treasures what's that what are we gonna learn there we're gonna focus there on just those aluminum castles Got so it. when you okay. own the home and not the dirt we're gonna focus on that a little bit more on the uh entry strategy the exit how they can be extremely high return on our investments, uh, some of the risks to look out for, but we're going to focus more on that strategy right there. Perfect. So, so you, you get to hang out on Wednesday, then he comes back Saturday, September 16th, once again, here at the central Phoenix office for a full day class, like nine to five kind of thing, nine to four. And that's the mobile home millionaire. So what happens there? There we're going to go deeper into the topic of investing in mobile homes. We're going to have a lot more, than we got to have on the Monday, Tuesday, because, well, we only had an hour. Mm -hmm. And we're going to focus on, we'll say the home and land. Those are going to be the most of the case studies, but everything we talk about, just like today, you can use if you're going to own just the home. So we're going to talk about a little bit more about the title work and Mm -hmm. more deep case studies. People love the case studies to see all the numbers. Like You guys made me pull out Mm -hmm. more numbers. Will you run that? Can you run the numbers? I'm sorry, will you be running numbers Saturday? Like, can you like show us the numbers, how you evaluate a deal? Yeah, we definitely can. And cool. if you are looking at mobile home parks and you've never done one, I want to encourage you to come so that get your feet wet in either just mm-hmm. the unit or the home and land. So now you have some experience and credibility for whenever you go to buy a park, you're not just this green investor. Oh, I've never done a park. That may not look good on a bank and a syndication, and collecting money from your investors mm-hmm. that way. Well, here, now I have some proof of concept and a smaller deal. If you mess up, mess up in a smaller deal, not the real big stuff. So we're awesome. going to dive into that. And you said it's going to be all day. I'm looking forward to it. Great. So, so, oh, sorry, Marcus. Yeah, I would suggest everybody bring your questions because I'm thinking of questions like right now. Hey, is it should I buy a mobile home that's on septic versus sewer? Is it a difference between septic and sewer? So if you guys have any questions, this would be the time to come and get those questions answered. Because again, 
yes, it is real estate, but there's a different niche and you need to know all the different avenues within that niche so you can be a well-versed investor. Marcus, I already got that in my slide deck for Saturday because I already knew you were going to ask it. There we uh, go. There we go. <laughs> we got uh, Monday, September 11th in Scottsdale, Tuesday, September 12th in Tucson, Wednesday, September 13th, Central Phoenix, Saturday, September 16th, Central Phoenix. Go to azria.org forward slash calendar. Obviously, when you attend an Esri event or you buy in advance, you always get the best pricing. And last but not least, you surprised us with a big box. Didn't know what was in it, what kind of a missile it was. But you're going to be giving away like, I brought these shirts out, right? So, so you got yeah. these lifestyle shirts. You're going to be giving them away. I don't know what you got up your sleeve, but I know you got the Yeti mugs. You got, and actually you got a book, right? And then, yep. hey, before you get, you get this on Amazon. Yep. You can get the book on Amazon, how to buy mobile right. homes. It's a cool. best-selling book. We're going to be uh, giving away a little bit of everything you just showed there. And awesome. I'm excited. Wow. All right. So, so you're coming sure. with, with education and freebies. Yeah. Adrian, you step in your game up. Step in the as, game up for everybody. As long as you like the bright sunshine yellow, you're going to like it. <laughs> awesome, man. Love it, man. Well, thank you for being here, man. I know you're busy. we got to let you go. But yeah, we'll see. But yeah, we'll see you soon. And if there's anything you want to do, man, when you're out here, I know you got a couple of days. I know you like to do fun stuff, spaghetti and all that. So I'm, I won't do that. But I can probably find some places for you. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode with Adrian Spool. Again, be have your face in the place so you can learn another way to invest in real estate. Again, if you don't have the money to go out here in this Phoenix market and buy four, five, six, seven hundred thousand dollar properties to flips, there's still another market that you can get into, another niche that you can get into. And Adrian is definitely going to show us this. So thank you again. Thank you for being loyal listeners. Also, always remember. Give us a five-star review. Make sure you go to Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review. That's the only way we know if we'll provide the content that you really need. And we want to hear from you. Mike want to hear from you. I want to hear from you to make sure that we're doing things the right way. And if we suck, let us know. We definitely want to hear from you. So again, this is the Azria Show. We love you guys. Thank you. Another successful episode. Thanks for listening to the Azria Show with your hosts, Marcus Maloney and Mike Delprine. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you found this information valuable, head over to azria.org and learn more about our community.